Lonnie and Kay were high school sweethearts. But over time, the never-ending conflict and their loss of love threatened to tear their marriage apart. When we filled out our forms with Focus on the Family, they asked us if we believed in a miracle, if we were willing to allow a miracle to happen. And, you know, with all my heart, that's what I wanted. Lonnie and Kay attended Hope Restored, where Focus counselors help heal and restore broken relationships, giving husbands and wives godly hope for the future. I guess what I'd say is I cherish her now more than I did before, and I, and I have a way that I can communicate to her that I did not have before, and Focus on the Family has given me that ability. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Kay and Lonnie's every month. Become a friend to Focus on the Family by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. So if your adult child comes to you and says he's developed a totally different set of values and beliefs than you have, you may feel confused, powerless, maybe even hopeless, but you are not alone. I'm John Fuller, joined by Danny Huerta. Danny is the head of our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, I think it's pretty common for a parent who feels like, I have messed up, I'm the only one, my kid is the only one off the rails. But it's actually pretty common, and there's a need for support when we're in that season of parenting, and it's really difficult. I would say that a lot of parents are thirsty for support right now. So if you're a parent that doesn't have issues with your kids, make sure you look around, you notice parents who may be struggling, and and offer words of encouragement, offer support, offer time. Uh, if you are a parent that's struggling with a child that has uh, maybe chosen a different faith or gone away from the, the faith in the house that's painful and that's difficult and scary, uh, or other things that, that have caused them to go off the rails, lean into that and, and ask for help. Don't be afraid to do that. I've When I've been in gatherings and, and parents, this has happened frequently, parents know that I'm a counselor, they just begin to spill out mm-hmm. and they want to know, well, what do I do? How do I, how do I even step into this? And you can see the loneliness that parents feel in that. Uh, so look for a counselor that can provide some confidentiality. Be careful who you ask prayer from in church. Unfortunately, I have to say that because things can spread out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And so you want to find trusted people that you can be super open with and trust that they're going to keep it where it needs to be and truly pray for you. And then uh, and then maybe some friends, some close friends that you can talk to and, and, uh, and maybe have lunch with or breakfast with. God has designed us to be in relationship to help us through those moments of adversity. None of us sign up for adversity, but we step into those and we lean into those. And God has said... We are going to face adversity as Christians, and to to depend on Him, to pray, be persistent in prayer, as we see in Luke and the the parable there, right? Of, of persistence in prayer and how God responds to that, and then to talk to others, pastors, other trusted people that can pray with you and for your child, and for wisdom when you have those conversations with your child, and if if they're few and far between. So you enter them prepared. Yeah. I appreciate those insights. And I'll just say, uh, call us if you have any real parenting issues that you just can't find uh, some help with. Uh, Our number here is 800-A-FAMILY. And 
uh, we've got links for setting up a consultation time with one of our counselors in the episode notes. Let's go ahead and hear now a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Pastor Bill Putman and his son, Pastor Jim Putman. Uh, Bill described how he found stability when his son Jim was uh, seemingly rejecting their family and their faith. You and your wife, uh, how are you emotionally managing that? I mean, we have a rogue child here. What are we going to do? I have a strong wife. Right. And uh, she has a weak husband. And she would get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and she and the Lord would have her devotions, and she would read books to me. And uh, sometimes she'd get in a paragraph, sometimes a chapter. And my wife was my pastor. I had a couple of mentors that never let me go, huh. never gave up on me. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry my strong son had a weak father. But uh, out of all of that, it didn't start to get well until I went and got some help. And I began to, instead of focus on my defeats, start asking the Lord to rebuild me. And then my wife, she said, Lord, whatever it takes, that's what we're going to do. And we didn't realize how how much it was going to take to reclaim our children. Bill, I, I, if you're willing, really talking into those conversations with you and your wife, I mean, again, many people are in that spot. And I don't think there's a formula that produces a good child, a perfect child. There are things you can do that have greater predictability that your children will be healthy. That's for sure. Love, all those important components. But what were those discussions like between you and your wife as Jim was going astray? I really, because I want to touch the hearts of those listening because they're having those discussions right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and they may not recognize that they're weak like you did, Bill. I mean, oh, I they're still they, in the uh, forefront of this battle. And I think they're hiding in their own addictions, whether it be TV or sports or jobs or, or false goals. Bobby and I, there were times when all we had left was to hold on to each other and cry in our bed. And then whichever one could get control first would ask the Lord to take our children. But until I recognized that the only one I could change was me. And I began to ask God to make me a miracle. And then to bring love back into my marriage, which we'd taken so much time off for our children. And then to be able to come to the place where we're able to turn our children over to the Lord who loved them more than we did. That was the beginning place. But if we hadn't had the church and the real deal, there's a bunch of phonies out there sitting there just so broken. They want to believe, but they don't. And they want to practice on Sunday, but they go home on Monday and they screw up. Well, and, and it was true. Yeah, but it's true. I mean, when we talk, and Jim, you mentioned this. I mean, the, the things that you see in the church that are hypocritical. The reality is Christians are hypocrites because we can't live a perfect life. We're trying. We're striving. Some do better than others. But the, the real label is we all fall short mm-hmm. of the glory of God. Yep. We're sinners saved by grace. So we're going to have times that we fail. But in this regard, um, I like what you're saying there, that we have to concentrate on ourselves. And that's what you did. That's the message today. It's really fruitless to try to straighten God out or straighten your kids out. You've got to straighten yourself out. I would say having uh, that experience at 10 years old where I lost my father God and I lost my father and I lost my church, the people that I respected because of the molestation, 
and my withdrawing into myself. My growing up was when I came to Christ at, after an attempted suicide at 21. It was God that I was afraid of. And it's, it took me years to come to the place where I could understand who he really was as a father and let him be my, my father and that I could begin to copy him instead of trying to live up to unrealistic expectations for myself and putting yeah. them on my children or on the church. You know, I really appreciate Jim's honesty, and there's a lot to unpack there. Um, Danny, uh, I liked what you said earlier about finding a friend or two, and I would say do that proactively. When you have young kids and they're not spinning out of control, find somebody to get together with for lunch or uh, in a Bible study, connect with people, build a support group before your kids are old enough to start you know, going off the rails, as we uh, said earlier. What advice do you have, Danny, for those who really um, are going through a tough season and they want to stay grounded in their faith, but it's just hard? I think I'd offer a word of hope maybe for parents, John. And there's a, I remember the first phone call with this uh, family. The, the dad called and said, I, I, my son needs help. He's, he's struggling. He's, he's gone away from the faith. Uh, They're very desperate, the husband and wife at the time. And this was an adult son they had. He came in voluntarily. Hmm. The adult son said, yeah, I want some help, but I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not a Christian. I don't want any of that stuff. And I said, okay, we, you know, we're just going to, I'm going to enter your world and want to go on this journey with you. And I reassured the parents, I'll be praying for him and just be patient with the journey that he's in. You guys have laid a very strong foundation and a good foundation for him. Uh, a couple of years later, he was back uh, in just following Christ, wanting to to pursue God. He had reached a, a place of brokenness hmm. and went back to the foundation that had been laid. Even though he had hardened himself, there was enough softness there. He came back and continues in that imperfect struggle of faith as a young man but has turned to God and his trust and his faith and wants to pursue that and is committed to that, there's always that hope. God is constantly knocking at the door of your child. That's his child. You got to rent, right? You're a parenting person. <laughs> so you're, you're renting. You're not the you're, owner of, that, of the outcomes for your child. Right. That's it. Your child, you give them what you can, and then your child makes their decisions, and you can be praying for them. Be on your knees. I will say that. Uh, praying and and, uh, and and then encouraging your child, modeling a life of joy with Christ because your child will want that. The further they go away from God, the thirstier they'll become. If they don't see you thirsty, they'll want a piece of what you've got. Hmm. Good advice. And uh, as you've listened along here to this episode, if you can relate to Pastor Bill's story, uh, maybe you have a prodigal child or you're facing another real parenting crisis, do reach out to us. As I said earlier, we can schedule a time for you to talk to one of our caring Christian counselors. That consultation is free, and uh, we're happy to set that up when you call. Uh, we've got details in the episode notes, or you can call 800-THE-LETTER-A-AND-THE-WORD-FAMILY. And we do recommend the book by Jim and Bill. It's called Hope for the Prodigal and describes in a lot more detail, how God healed and restored their family. We'll send a copy of that book, by the way, uh, to you as our thank you gift when you join the support team with a donation of any amount today to Focus on the Family. You can donate over the phone, 800-A-FAMILY, or we've got the link in the episode notes. 
Next time, you're going to hear more from Pastor Bill about leaving the door open for a child who has strayed from the faith. And for now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Mm-hmm.